G'day Thrill Seekers, welcome back to Hughes Potty, we're here at Season 2 and I can't believe how brilliant this podcast has been, we've had a brilliant audience over the past season, well let's see how many episodes, 10 weeks, it's been unreal so please keep it up. This episode we're going to be mainly focusing on the Australia versus Pakistan test as it's a test match and it's very long so just sit tight and we'll head right to that. Thank you. So yes, now we all have to acknowledge David Warner's 164 off 211 for once he actually managed to get in a good batting innings and we were all respected we all respected that innings while Mitch Marsh got 90 off 107 with Amir Jamal the debutante with six for 111 in the first in Australia's first innings which was a brilliant effort and Karam Shazad who was also a debutante two for 83. In Pakistan's innings, all out for 271, Imamul Haq's batting was painful to watch, getting 62 off 199, and Abdullah Shafiq, 42 off 121. Luckily, Nathan Lyon kept it a bit more exciting, a three for 66 from 24 overs, and Pat Cummins, two for 35 from 20. Then Australia got 233 for five declared in their second innings. Uzi got 90 off 190. And Mitch Marsh was batting excitedly, 63 off 68. I really think Mitch Marsh will be playing the next test. And then Kuram Shazad got three for 45 from 16 overs. And Amir Jamal got one for 28 from nine overs. Sound in Pakistan's final innings, it was very disappointing, to be honest. I really thought they could have done better. Their top scorer was Saud Shaquille with 24 from 51. Like, if if it was a T20, you know, it would be an alright score. Well, not, not for facing 51 balls, but 24. He got all out. He got out for 24 in a test match. And he top scored. See, Pakistan, their batting was appalling with the next top scorer, Baba Azam, 14 from 37. Josh Hazelwood took 3 for 13. And Mitchell Stark took 3 for 31. And the player of the match was surprisingly Mitchell Marsh. However, I think he deserved it. So everyone's saying, ooh, Warner, Warner, David Warner, 164. Well, Mitch Marsh. So David Warner, he got out for 164. Mitch Marsh, 1 for 34, so a wicket. 90 runs, then 63 runs. Whereas in the second innings, David Warner, disappointing. He got, what did he get? Zero of five. Gone for a duck. Exactly. So, Mitch Marsh, 90. And then 63 not out. So, that's 153 runs for the whole test match. And David Warner got 164. So, 11 runs more. But, Mitch Marsh was not out. 
and he took a wicket, and did he take a catch? He also took a catch as well. So, really, yeah, you, you, I really thought, really thought he deserved it. You know, how, how could he not deserve that? He, so, David Warner, 164, Mitch Marsh, 1 for 34, and 90, and 63 not out, and a catch. Mitch Marsh deserved it. And also, Mitch Marsh, he hasn't played a test in his hometown for six years, so just give him... Warner's, Warner is being... The selectors are being nice to Warner for even thinking of putting him in the squad... And they've put him in the team. And now Mitch Marsh, this is his first test in a while in Australia. He's gotten one for 34 and 90 and 63 and a catch. Please stop stop debating. Just let him have his moment of fame. Yeah, it really was unbelievable. And would you believe it? Nathan Lyon. Finally got his 500th test wicket. It was painful to watch, but in the end, he did indeed get it. He did indeed get it. It was a brilliant ball. He just managed to strike for Fahim Ashraf on the pads and got him for five off 22. And boy, did Australia... Did Boy, did Australia get around Nathan Lyon. It, they did have to use a review, but it was a wicket in the end. It was brilliant. It really was brilliant. It wasn't that long ago when, when he got his 400th. It was only about two seasons ago. I remember it very clearly. I think he was at Adelaide Oval. Yep, Adelaide Oval. I remember that. And, yeah. So, so a brilliant test match. Who else is really looking forward to the Boxing Day test? Um, which is the 26th, obviously. Boxing Day starts at 10.30. Much earlier than the Pakistan-Australia in Perth, which was starting at 1.20, which was a bit annoying because I kept trying to watch it during school time. Um, off cricket.com.au, by the way, you can live stream any type of domestic cricket with a cricket ID, which is basically just creating a an account with cricket.com.au. And for test matches or any international cricket, you can listen to it for free. So, yeah, it was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant test match. It really, yeah, it was just unbelievable. There were so many milestones. David Warner getting his first good innings in a while, Mitchell Marsh playing his first test in a while, getting 60 and 63 not out and 90 and a wicket and a catch. I know I've said that a million times, but seriously, that is a test match and a half. And Nathan Lyon getting his 500 test wicket and Amir Jamal on debut, seven wickets in the test match. And of course, Shazad, I think he got what, four, five in the whole test match? It it was really good for everyone. Pakistan, hopefully they'll put up better of a fight in the next in the next test match. Now that's it. Now we're heading off to 
the IPL auction. I, I am very excited about this IPL auction. It, I, there's so many big stars who have had so many great, who have had a great season this year, and now here they are. It's the IPL auction. I can't believe it. The likes of Mitchell Stark, Pat Cummins, and Travis Head are in line to pick up bumper contracts. While David Warner, Mitch Marsh, Glenn Maxwell and Marcus Stoinis have already been retained by their existing clubs and will will not feature in the auction. Tonight's auction, so Tuesday 19th, 19th of December, if you're listening to it the day I've put it out, it will begin at 6.30 and will brook up 6.30 Australian East, Eastern Daylight Saving Time and will be broadcast live from Coca-Cola Arena, who would name a stadium that, in Dubai, by Fox Sports. So, yep, there you go. Please, head off to the IPL auction, or, well, you know, don't go to Dubai, but at least have a listen to it. But now, something else is very exciting happened. The AFLW draft will be heading to that in just a second. So... Here we go. The AFLW draft was an incredible draft featuring father-daughter picks like Bride O'Rook, Geelong, Meg Robertson, Carlton, Gemma Rigoni, Melbourne and Charlotte Simpson, St Kilda, all finding homes. But um, I'm only going to read out round one as there's five rounds and there's quite a lot. So round one, Western Bulldogs. Round one, pick one, Western Bulldogs. Christy Lee, Western Turner, tall forward, Western Jets. Pick two, West Coast Eagles. Jessica Wrench, midfielder, GWV Rebels. Pick three, GWS Giants. Caitlin Schroge, midfielder, Peel Thunder. Pick four. Western Bulldogs, Brooke Barwick, midfielder, Tasmania Devils. Melbourne, Alicia Pisano, small forward, Eastern Rangers. Pick six, Western Bulldogs, Elaine Grigg, mid-forward, Central District. Carlton, pick seven, Lila Keck, small forward, Bendigo Pioneers. Pick eight, Collingwood, Georgia Clark, tall forward, Tasmania Devils. Pick nine, Collingwood. Lucille Cronin, tall tall defender, Oakley Chargers. Pick 10, St Kilda, Kira Wiley, midfielder, Western Jets. Pick 11, Western Bulldogs, Cleo Butterfant, tall defender, Giants Academy. Pick 12, Melbourne, Riley Wotherspoon, utility midfielder, Sherwood Districts. Pick 13, Richmond, Isabel Bacon. Mid defender Sandringham Dragons. Pick 14 West Coast Eagles, Kaylee Cavagna. Midfielder Calder Cannons. Pick 15 Brisbane Lions. Matched Sydney's bid for Evie Long. Mid wing forward Lions Academy. Pick 16 Sydney Swans, Sarah Grundon. General forward Calder Cannons. Pick 17 Hawthorne, Michaela Williamson. Mid-defender, Dandenong Stingrays. Pick 18, Geelong. 
Chantal Mason, tall forward, Geelong Falcons. Pick 19, Port Adelaide, Piper Window, mid forward, Glenelg. Pick 20, Essendon, Emily Goff, tall utility, Sandringham Dragons. And pick 21, Brisbane Lions, Sophie Peters, midfielder, Lions Academy. So that's the end of round one. Now, if you want to stick around for a little bit while in this podcast, I will, I'm about to read out the comments from the last couple of episodes. Cheers. See you in a sec. So I think the last time I said the comments in an episode was episode six. So let's see the comments from episode six. Addy, I love the mu- Oh, no, sorry. I've, I've read this one. Let's go from episode seven. Nope, sorry, I've read those ones as well. <laughs> Let's go from episode 8. Yeah, Australia for Life says, yeah, Hugh. So that's the one episode from, that's the one comment from number 8. Number 9, the one comment. Will Barrett, don't say that, mate. Okay. Um, bonus episode. Bonus episode. Published on Spotify, Aiden says great, and Zayden says amazing, well done. So, thank you, thank you everybody. Um, You may have already heard these comments, but the most comments I've gotten on one is episode number two, and I I just want to read them out again, even if I have already. So, Zach Lover Liverpool says thunder suck in the BBL. Will Barrett says, there's always next time, Swannies. Addy says, great potty, Huey. Australia for Life says, really good, keep it up. V Brigden says, great episode. Jonathan Wright says, great work, mate, go the Swans. Hamish says, nice. Rayleigh Aegis says, well done, Hugh, I'm following your potty. Ballon Harker says, very good, Hugh, loved it. And Astrid.Frotjold says, love it, Huey, BCW, it's Addy. So, to everyone who commented on that episode, thank you so much. And and even if you didn't comment on that episode, even if you haven't commented on any episodes, even if you haven't even followed or done anything, if you're listening to this right now, it means that you were listening to this, so that's good enough. So thank you. And I'll be right back in the next episode. So see you all next week, and that's Hughes Potty out.